This week on Nevertheless, she persisted. We're trying to undo systematic racism that has lasted for centuries. Skills like empathy, validation, and relationship building don't discriminate by race, history, or political views. No matter what your past is, no matter what your experiences are, you can relate to people's emotions and you can validate them. The United States is undergoing an unprecedented period of change and evolution. Following the death of George Floyd, centuries of racial injustice have been brought to light, and the fight for equality is at the forefront of everyone's minds. The following clips are compiled from various news reportings by NBC, The Washington Post, and ABC. In case you missed it, here's a recap of the past 12 days. On May 25, 2020, George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, died after a white police officer holding his knee on Floyd's neck, pinned him to the pavement while he was in handcuffs. I can't breathe. A shocking scene after the death of George Floyd. The nation erupted into scenes of chaos, violence. You can see police here now firing tear gas into the crowd. Just a few blocks away, there was looting underway. Police seem to have had enough. We demand justice. My father should have been killed like this. We want justice. All four officers that were involved in this incident involving the death of George Floyd have been charged by authorities. Think of how many other George Floyds there might have been across the United States. They want deep and profound change. They're asking for accountability. They want to have no more police terror in their communities. We still could not have our voices heard. We still could be treated like second-class citizens in a country that our ancestors built. For the past week, millions have silenced their social media accounts, shared resources to end racial injustice, and offered platforms for Black creators. If you're like me, you're asking yourself how you can help. I've been lucky enough to not be on the receiving end of police brutality or racial injustice. I can't share my story of battling racism. I can't speak from experience about what helps the Black community, and I've allowed myself to become unaware of the systematic racism that plagues our country. And that's not to say I can't help the movement. Like so many others, I've attended protests, silenced my socials to offer resources, and I've taken the time every day to educate myself however I can. Earlier this week, I posted some Instagram stories about a skill called validation. If you've tuned into my podcast for a while, you know I talk a lot about my own mental health journey and how much treatment helped me. You've heard me talk about how my dad and I's relationship changed when he learned how to validate, how I felt understood, respected and seen when he realized I was really suffering and in pain, and how I've built relationships that I'm immensely proud of and happy with. So while I can't tell you my story of systematic racism, and I can't speak from experience about the police brutality that exists, I can teach you how to validate the emotional experience, acknowledge the suffering, and build relationships with those in the Black community. Because skills like empathy, validation, and relationship building don't discriminate by race, history, or political views. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to teach you how to validate, I'm going to teach you about the importance of empathy and give you one way to offer support no matter your physical or mental health. Okay, let's talk validation. Validation is identifying and communicating your understanding in a clear way. To elaborate on that, you're communicating what you understand about the situation. You're legitimizing the facts of the situation. You're explaining your own feelings after expressing understanding, acknowledging the situation, the other's opinions, their feelings, and finally, respecting the emotions, desires, reactions, and goals of the other person. If you look back on so many of the posts that are going viral on social media, you see these skills. You see people respecting the emotions, goals, and reactions of others. You see people acknowledging the situation and the reality we're in. 
You see people explaining their feelings on the matter. Quite obviously, it's a key part of this movement. So why is validation itself important? Validation is the center of communication. It reduces negative emotional arousal like anger, sadness, isolation, fear. It builds trust and slows negative reactivity. It maintains fairness and decreases anger. It enhances self-respect. It's the key to getting through rough spots in a relationship. And it makes problem-solving, closeness, and other kinds of support possible. This is what we're all looking for. We're asking how we can get through this as a country united. We're asking how we can support each other no matter what our racial backgrounds are. We're asking how we can come together as one to support this movement. And even though the act of validation may only reach one person at a time, it's a step. And that's all we can ask for right now. And to anyone who differs in political views, the act of validation doesn't mean you agree. It doesn't mean you share the same opinion. It doesn't mean you have the same values. It doesn't mean you like it. It means that you understand where the other person is coming from. It means you see their suffering, their pain, you see the facts of the situation, and you can respect it. So, let's talk about when you should validate. You validate emotions, people that legitimately want something, beliefs, opinions, thoughts, people's personal values, the difficulty of a task, how hard a person is trying to accomplish something, things a person does that are effective for themselves, and things a person does for another. Let's talk about what we're seeing right now, how difficult a task is. We're trying to undo systematic racism that has lasted for centuries. We're trying to undo the consequences of microaggressions that most of us don't even realize. You can't put into words how difficult that task is and how much effort that takes on behalf of an entire nation. We can validate that. Beliefs, opinions, and thoughts. The belief that all people deserve to be equal, that all people deserve equal rights, and the belief that black people need our help right now. We can validate that. The feelings and emotions. The grief of George Floyd's family and the grief of so many others that we've lost. The anger. Anger at the government, the police departments, and those that don't agree with our political values. We can validate that. And the things that people do for each other. Even in a time of so much violence and and seeming even in a time of so much isolation, anger, and violence, we're still seeing these videos of people helping each other in protests when they get hurt. We're seeing people reaching out across states, socioeconomic barriers, and communities to help each other in whichever way they can. We can validate these efforts. So when we're validating, we want to remember a couple things. You want to notice if the timing is right. Read the room. Check the situation. You want to listen. You want to listen mindfully. You don't want to have your mind going to what you're going to say next. You want to fully participate in listening to the other person, the other person's point of view, or whoever it is that you're trying to validate. You want to be effective in your tone of voice. You want to keep eye contact and be natural and respectful. We don't want to blame. We don't want to think in rights and wrongs because that would mean that one person's experience must be invalid. And the great part about validation is that everyone's experience can be true and valid and understood. And again, even though this is a small step and a small effort on the on your part, one effective step is so much better than 10 steps ineffectively backwards. And if you can't put words to what you're feeling with the experience of others, you can respond in, a, you can respond in your actions. Maybe you walk in a protest. Maybe you support a black business near you. Maybe you help clean up after the destruction in your town. Maybe you hand out waters to people that are marching. Whatever the need is, you respond in a way that validates that that need is true, seen, and respected. And more than anything, when we're thinking about equality and humanity during this time, think about how you would want someone to treat you in this situation. And maybe ask them, what do you need from me? How can we be helpful? How can we support the Black community? How can we be there for you? So I wanted to also highlight some ways that 
some things that can be very invalidating and some things that can go against what we're trying to do, which is make people feel seen, understood, and respected. So if you were to make a threat or make someone feel unsafe, that can be very invalidating. You don't want to ignore. You don't want to minimize feelings. We don't want to be judgmental. We don't want to not apologize or not repair when there's a miscommunication. Making an assumption, extremely invalidating. We don't want to be controlling. We don't want to treat people like they're too fragile to handle something. So, to validate, you're going to take the other person's perspective, put yourself in their shoes, and imagine what they're going through. Remember the foundation of the relationship. Remember why it is that you want to validate what that connection is. We're going to practice empathy. You're going to imagine what the other person is is experiencing, even if you haven't gone through the exact same situation. You're going to practice acceptance for your current reality, even if what is isn't what it should be. And identify what's happening inside of you. Identify when you're making assumptions or judgments. Remember what your goal is and move forward in a way that balances your logic and your emotions. And to elaborate a little bit more on invalidation and what happens after that. We're already aware that there is a long, long history of invalidation and systematic racism in our country. So there's a history of invalidating responses. That leads to something called emotional vulnerability. So things like the death of George Floyd result in a much stronger emotional response than they would if this was the first time this happened. So when an event happens, like the death of George Floyd, a heightened emotional arousal occurs. And if invalidated, that can lead to inaccurate expression. And this is something that's super prevalent in mental health. We go through this and think about what's the event that's happened, what is the invalidation with a conflict, with a with a problem behavior, whatever it is. This is the process we go through, but this is just as applicable to our society right now. We have the exact same need for validation and to be understood and respected. So how do you get past being invalidated? How do we move past these centuries of microaggressions, racism, and systematic inequality? There's immense pain that comes from being ignored and misunderstood, misread, misinterpreted, and legitimately receiving unequal treatment. And I'm not going to say this is going to solve this. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to translate the advice given to a teenager who's having an argument with their parents to, to such a massive societal issue like racism. So I'm sorry in advance that if this is invalidating and if this does seem minimizing, I do hope that this at such a basic level will be helpful to someone and act as a resource for people to become more connected and understood and respected. So when you're getting invalidated, we're remembering that judgments are judgments. It doesn't matter who's saying them. You don't have to believe them. You can look at them as a judgment, not a fact, and not a representation of who you are. And when people don't understand what you're going through, what people don't understand what your experiences have been, when people don't understand your past, it doesn't mean that what you went through isn't valid. It doesn't mean that your goals, your values, and your thoughts, it doesn't mean that's not valid. Those are perfectly okay and valid and just. And you can practice validation on yourself. You can acknowledge your own pain, your own suffering, and your own experience, and that it's it's real and it's true and that and that's okay. Okay, so the next skill is mindfulness of others. And this is a lot like empathy because you're being aware of what the other person's emotional experience is. And from there, you can offer support to what their emotional experience is. So if you listen to our mindfulness episodes, there's a skill called POD, which is participate, observe, and describe. So I'm going to go into how that can be applied when focusing on your interactions with others. So participate. You're going to 100% throw yourself into your interactions with other people, and you're going to become one with the group activities. Observe. You're going to pay attention to others around you, and you're going to act interested and curious. 
You're going to stop multitasking, stop focusing on what's going on in your head, what you forgot about last week. You're totally participating and observing your interaction. You're going to let go of the focus on your own problems of yourself and what's gone wrong for you. And instead, you're going to focus on this other person's experience, what they're going through and what they're trying to tell you. You're going to notice whatever judgmental thoughts come up and you're going to let them go. We don't want to attack ourselves if those come up. It's natural, but you want to let them go. And describe, instead of being judgmental, instead of using those words like good and bad and, and right and wrong that can be so polarizing, you're going to use descriptive words. Who, what, when, where. And I know that sounds really simple and maybe unhelpful, but it helps you move away from those judgments and instead communicate what it is you're trying to communicate effectively. You don't want to question what other people's motives are. That can distract from that interaction with the person and it, again, takes you back to in your head. And you want to give others the benefit of the doubt. Think the best of them and go from there. Okay, so that's validation and that's empathy in the form of mindfulness of others. And both of those, like I said, don't discriminate across age, across race, across socioeconomic barriers, across history. The idea that no matter what your past is, no matter what your experiences are, you can relate to people's emotions and you can validate them. You can show them that you see their experience, you under you can show them that you see their experience, you appreciate it, and you respect it. And that can add a lot to the discussion right now. Like I said, maybe you're only able to validate one person. Maybe you're only able to reach one person with this feeling of understanding and acknowledgement. But to hear someone genuinely say to you that they see your suffering, they know you're in pain and they're, and that it's not okay, that can go pretty far. And as one person in this world, in this wave of evolution, that's what we can ask for is one step and one push in the right direction. So in the next week, no matter your history, no matter your environment, no matter your political views, what if we ask ourselves how we can validate the experience of someone else? How we can show them that we see their experience, we see their pain, and we see their suffering, whether it's about systematic racism or a tough day? How can we build our connections to come out of this stronger than we entered? And if that's too much, can you notice in other people when you're on, when you're scrolling through Twitter and you're seeing a tweet about Black Lives Matter, is what that person's saying validating of someone's experience or is it invalidating? Are they being effective or are they being ineffective? By educating yourself on that relational connection and that relational effectiveness, you're adding to the growth of the nation. Even if you don't feel comfortable speaking up, if you don't feel comfortable voicing your opinion. So I know this week's episode was a little bit different from the episodes I normally put out, but it was felt very important to me to offer this resource to anyone, again, no matter your political views, no matter your physical health, no matter your mental health, this is a skill we can all practice. And even months from now, years from now, validation, empathy, and mindfulness of others will still be relevant. It will still be helpful in your relationships. So thanks for joining me today. And I'll talk if to you, you enjoyed this week's episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. To stay updated on new episodes dropping and bonus content, follow Nevertheless, She Persisted on social media. Instagram at She Persisted Podcast, Twitter at Persist Podcast, Facebook at Nevertheless, She Persisted Podcast with Sadie Sutton, and check out my website, ShePersistedPodcast.com. And don't worry, all of these are linked in today's episode notes. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you next Friday.